Welcome to the Survivor Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Riley, joined as always with my co-host Steve. And Steve, we got a lot to catch up on and talk about this week. So I think we should just get right into it um, and start moving forward. So Steve, give us a summary of everything that went down last week. Yeah, so um, as we teased um, at the end of last week's podcast... Um, the player remaining in the game who had their player stolen, uh, which was Liam. He had Jamar Chase on just snagged out from under his feet by John T, unfortunately. Uh, but he headed into this week with some power. And for the first time in fantasy football survivor history, I had no control over what the challenge was going to be. I turned the uh, commissioner hands or Jeff Probst hands, whatever you want to call it, over to Liam. He had full power and got to design a full week of this game. I obviously worked with him a little bit to kind of make sure everything was fair and uh, there were rules and whatnot and everything had contingency plans. Uh, But yeah, he did a good job. It was a wild challenge. A lot of people didn't like it, which is a sign of a very good challenge because people (laughs) were very thought it was complicated and people thought um, it was very hard to follow. But again, I thought it was a very, very awesome twist. Um, But unfortunately, we have Liam here joining us. The week he designed uh, actually led to his demise. So we welcome Liam onto the podcast. Liam, how are you feeling after this crazy week? Hey, what's up, fellas? Um, you know, honestly, I designed the challenge, so I can't be too mad about it. Um, I loved making the challenge. So if I could go home on a lowest scoring week or on a challenge that I designed, I'll take this option every time. That's a good way to look at it. So I'm actually, this is normally the part where I kind of go over uh, what the challenge was and how everything was executed. Uh, but I feel like it's very fitting since you're here and you designed it, that maybe you could kind of walk us through kind of what the challenge was, who ended up on the Please. wheel, how it all went down. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Um, so it was cool, you know, I had a little bit of power, um, felt like Steve for a week. Um, I was like, all right, let's not easy. It's not uh, easy, is it? <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you're me for one week and you're gone. See? Yeah, you, you do a great job, apparently. <laughs> um, but it was definitely uh I wanted to try to incorporate um things not just from a fantasy football perspective, but as well as the show itself. Um, so I know one of the twists that the show does um is kind of uh a temptation to sit out of a challenge. Um, so I kind of wanted to bring that twist into this week's challenge. Um, so um, to kind of lay it out, it's obviously a lot, but the highest scoring team, they would receive $75 uh, fab dollars as well as being safe from tribal. Um, the second highest scoring team would have five spots on the wheel. So the thought process there was, Um, there's quite a good reward for coming in first, um, but there is some risk for going for that. Um, You have a 50% chance of going home on the wheel if you have the second highest. Um, Then we had the second lowest points was two spots on the wheel. Um, Instead of just punishing the lowest scoring every time, uh, wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit. Um, And then if you had the lowest points, you were actually safe from the challenge, um, but you did lose your vote and 25% of uh, your fab balance. So the thought process there was um, if you felt super uncertain, you could sit out. Um, but at the same time, 
uh, you're losing your fab, you're losing your vote. Um, so there was obviously punishments to that. I considered that myself a little bit, um, but ended up not ultimately. And then the last spot on the wheel or the seventh, eighth <laughs> spot on the wheel, can you keep track of all of it? Um, was to lowest scoring individual player had to be a non-zero point. Um, I think it was Darren Waller with 1.4 cause he got hurt. Um, and then the last two spots on the wheel were a tribe vote. Um, so definitely rambling a little bit there, but that is the detail. You're of the not challenge. rambling. You're just it's not rambling. Yeah. It <laughs> it's not rambling. The the challenge was that com- complicated. And yeah, and I guess to kind of go through it, kind of leg by leg, because there were interesting aspects to it. Uh, the first thing was John T plays his idol, um, right before the week started. Uh, so you flush an idol. You do have credit for that. Um, you know he had probably the best team in the entire league and. It didn't, I guess he, from his thought process, it didn't make sense for him to uh, sit out and lose a bunch of his fab when he could be safe no matter what. And then he ended up to go on to win 90 fab or 95 fab, a lot of fab because he came in first. Um, And yeah, so he flushed an idol, but it worked out for him there. And then one of our favorite storylines was after just absolutely being awful all season, uh, the one week Tim's team decides to show up was this week, and he ended up coming in second place, which I know Riley just loved. <laughs> it was so funny because, like, it wasn't like he has been like middling, and this was finally the breakout. Like, we were constantly like, "Oh well, like Tim is going to go home. Like he's like horrible." And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Sam Howell is throwing for like four hundred <laughs> yards and four touchdowns, and it rockets Tim up into like the top echelon but not enough to be like the number one. And so he, he then ends up still having an increased odds about going He was like scrambling all over the place, trying to figure out ways to just not be first. And I was like, Tim, you're fucked, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is not good for you. Um, Yeah. And then at the bottom, we had our one sit out, which I know a lot of people weren't very thrilled about. Uh, Team Pledge Mile and Jake G uh, decided not to partake in the challenge. Um, any thoughts on that from you too? I know Liam, you designed this like wanting people to participate, but still like you wanted the temptation to be there to sit. So were you okay with one person sitting? What was your thoughts? Yeah, I was pretty content personally with one person sitting. I going into the challenge, I was nervous that maybe three or four would, and I thought that would take away some of the fun of it. So it was good to see one person took the temptation. I understood the logic. Uh, do I love it as a fan? No, but I totally get it. <laughs> And then Riley, well, I know you also have some thoughts. Yeah, I um, I was very anti that, and I, I'm I always have kind of thought about for myself of if I was on Survivor, what would I do in that situation? Like, you just have to compete number one because to me, like the idea of you sitting out, feeling so comfortable in your position that like you either feel that so secure in the the role that you have in the tribe or you feel that other people are so much obviously like bigger threats than you are that they'll be targeting instead of you is like an inflated sense of ego that drives me and i'm always like if i was ever in a situation like that on survivor i would immediately start rallying everybody to try to vote out one of the people who sat out and like that's happened before and not in like in so many words but like people who have sat out of challenges have then gone on to immediately been voted out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was not, I thought it was a great twist to this challenge. I just didn't appreciate that 
some people took up on this. Like, why do you want to play this game if you don't want to compete? There's so many other people who want to play. That's true. There is a line. There is a line <laughs> to get into this league. So, yeah, definitely agree with the thought process there. It's like you, you get it from one sense, but it's like we're – this isn't actually Survivor. We're not playing for a million dollars here. Like, sack up and play the game, Jake G. We're very disappointed in you. Um, and then, yeah, so Liam already mentioned Darren Waller cost Kevin Lease a spot on the wheel with his uh, one point whatever points uh, after getting hurt in the worst football game of all time that I sat through. Um, so that was for Kevin Lease. And then him, along with Hunter, were battling for two spots on the wheel for second lowest scorer. Um, Hunter, I forgot, he had like a bunch of guys going into Monday night and none of them showed up. Uh, and it ended up being Hunter on the wheel for two spots. And then which we'll get into is the last two spots on the wheel came down to the vote, which ended up being where Liam's downfall came. He had two spots and ended up going home on it. Um, I guess we'll get into that now. Liam, what were your thoughts on the vote and how it all went down? Because this is going to be a fun topic. Yeah, um, I obviously wasn't thrilled with how the votes went. Um, from my perspective, um, I guess there's two reasons you could vote me out here. Um, one would be because plenty of bridges were already burned. Um, so vote me, don't burn someone else that you might potentially align with going further. Um, so I got that logic. Another reason that I heard that people voted me out was because of the challenge. And in my opinion, I think that's really soft. Um, you play the game. Um, the challenge was complex. And if you're mad that it kind of targeted the best players, then I don't know what to tell you. Like just win like there's a way around it um being the second highest team you had a, t a one in ten chance so um i definitely wasn't thrilled to hear that that was a factor um i also don't really get why you would vote me out as far as an actual uh free agents coming off the board um my team was pretty bad kirk cousins just got hurt i just lost jamar chase fields has had a broken thumb for how long so I don't think anyone's really benefiting from my team being free agents um, as opposed to where the other votes went. Ben Wiener, he has over 300 fab. He's got a great team. Um, it, in my opinion, it makes sense to take a shot there, even if it is a slim one. Yeah, I, I was very unhappy. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'll tell Ben Wiener to his face. I was very unhappy with how things went um, with that vote. Um, yeah, like you kind of laid it out. Um, as a team that's not very good in myself, I felt like I kind of needed you in this game. Not to shit on your team, but you pretty much laid into it. My team stinks. And you not only did you have all those injury concerns, you had Travis Etienne on bye this week. You didn't have yep. any quarterbacks. I think you were projected like 95 points. And I don't understand why. Um, I get it. Like in Survivor, in real Survivor, um, right after the merge, maybe a little bit of a little bit too early to take a shot at a big threat or whatever. But in this game, man, you don't get that many shots to take. It's we're getting there's ten teams left. Uh, there's not going to be that many voting rounds left. You got to take every advantage you can get, in my opinion. Um, I don't think bridges being burned necessarily need to matter. Um, I mean, in my opinion, it was a little bit different because Ben Wiener burn my bridge already stealing $225 of my fab. So I didn't really care going after him. Uh, but I guess some people just weren't willing to uh, take a, a leap of faith, I guess. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could kind of find out. We could ask Riley. <laughs> That's true. We, we do have somebody here. 
who uh well listen i don't think it's just to put each other in the position of saying just because we have a platform to discuss the ins and outs of these challenges why certain people made platforms we're actually not the ones being interviewed here you are so um you know, we're supposed to be asking you the questions and using that as an audio springboard. Uh, and we don't really need to harp on this any longer. And I think we can just keep progressing. Very political um, response. No, no, it, 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 it's fine. I mean, like, I, I think Steve brings up a good point. I think people can get very wrapped up, enamored in like, oh, we're playing Survivor. Like the, the, the need for like deception and like trying to strategically place the moves like there, there is no real benefit in this same way. Um, it, it, it really is just like you're just setting your team and like, oh, well, now maybe I can get Travis Etienne for cheap or something. Um, that's really like where the extent of some of these these places go. And, you know, hearing out uh, other individuals on, on the tribes, um, it kind of just all made sense to go a certain way once I kind of heard how the numbers were all shaking out. Fair enough. Sure. I think I could run for office. I think I'm very good at <laughs> getting my ideas across without ever actually saying anything definite. <laughs> doesn't mean doesn't make me any less upset about it. Again, I don't know if I said it on the pod, but just twisting the game, me just being that upset over Liam going home. You never would have saw it coming. Two weeks ago. Yeah, look how far we've come. Yeah, two weeks ago. When yeah, I but Steve – you're in a position where you could just change up the challenges and make it be like, oh, yeah, now we're voting out everybody. That's true. Week, That's so. true. I do have that advantage on me. So if we have another voting round coming up next week, you know why. It's because I'm just pissed yeah. at somebody else out now. Yeah, and I will say, like, one of the things that bothered me was uh, just felt like people weren't willing to make a big play here. Um, and I even said this to Steve. I think it benefited Steve two weeks ago. Um, and we had said you only get so many – times to take a shot i took my shot at steve and people didn't want to do it um so ultimately um maybe that's a character flaw of mine playing too hard or maybe it's the group of people people just don't want to take the shots because they're kind of think of it as a real survivor game whereas i'm like i'm trying to win i have a pretty middle of the pack at best team i'm gonna take my shot here to either level the playing field with steve being commissioner or take out a big team that way it's at least helping me. I I do think though I we are framing this discussion a little bit inappropriately where you weren't like voted out, you were just voted on the wheel and like you just had also bad luck. Like Tim yes, should yes. be here right now. Like Tim <laughs> clearly like lost the challenge. Um you were kind of uh pushed into one direction and then were incredibly unlucky. I think the only person who could have been more unlucky was probably Kevin Lease. But um, yeah, that's another thing I think we have to caveat here too. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I got to actually jump week. in on that too, Liam, because you brought up a couple of reasons that I felt like people were going after you. Um, but one of the ones that I heard, it was like over and over again, was this doesn't matter. It's going to be Tim. It's going to be Tim. It's going to be Tim. It might have even come from my own co-host there. But like, it was a fifty percent chance. Like we're it's we're acting like it was guaranteed it was going to be Tim. If we want to take a shot, we got to put up the numbers, like throw up the numbers of the people we don't want going home more than 50%, in my opinion. Uh, but again, we don't know what the actual real thought process was, if those were excuses, if those were whatever. 
Uh, but I was, I've heard that from maybe four different people. That's like, this vote doesn't matter. It's like, well, look, it mattered. It very much mattered. And we wasted it on a guy whose team sucked, had no allies, had no fab, no offense. <laughs> nope, none taken. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Maybe next season we can keep this challenge in and we'll all use this as a foundational learning experience for how to better approach this in the future. <laughs> This is the first time I've, me and Riley have not gotten along on a podcast before. It's an interesting dynamic. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, so, I mean, is there anything else, I guess, from your game, Liam, moving away from just this past week? Um, obviously, you've been a lot of crazy antics um, with the me versus you debacle two weeks ago. But just any other things where you think went wrong or going back to your draft, whatever, just how your season has played out as a whole? Yeah, I don't regret how I played at all. Um, I love to take a shot when it's there. Um, and I think I have like pretty good connections with a decent amount of people in this league where um, if I give an opportunity, I may as well take that chance. Um, I got very unlucky early, or I guess I would say most of the season, I had a core five alliance and uh, every single week, one of them went home. Um, so it put me in a difficult spot um, pretty quick in this game. Um, I thought I might be able to float as a free agent for a little while, um, but obviously this uh, unfortunate wheel spin happened. Um, I would say just the only other two flaws. I mean, I spent 200 on Chase, which I still stand by. Um, I really needed a wide receiver, and it kept me going for quite some time. Um, having him stolen, obviously, was pretty detrimental. And then um, – I spent 100 on Justin Fields when he wasn't playing well. Um, and then he started playing well, which was great. Um, but then he dislocated his thumb. So, I mean, I was out 300 fob on guys that I was getting absolutely nothing from. I don't think that's a flaw in my play style. I just think it was unfortunate that that happened as well as the alliances. I One thing I've been kind of dying to know, and you can feel – not obligated to answer this question, knowing the fact that there is still an opportunity for you to get back in the game and for these other individuals to get back in the game. But could you take us a little bit at all behind the scenes with the conversations you were having with Mark and Dan? Because it seemed to me, at least when we we're still in the tribal format, that the three of you had a very good uh, connection and collaboration and felt like you had a strong standing within the actual voting uh, blocks. And then it kind of felt like somewhere along the line, and again, I'm not a part of these conversations, so maybe I missed it, but that trio kind of fell away. Do you tend to have that that vibe as well? Am I kind of reading a little bit too far into it? Is there anything even interesting for you to bring up to this if you want to at all? Yeah, I mean, so um, I had a core five and obviously Mark and Dan were a part of it. When I got to pick the or draft the teams, um, obviously I was going for strength, but also I wanted to have some allies with me, knowing um, potential war with Steve could happen at any time. Why did you um, pick me? So... Let's go to that first. Why the hell did you pick me? Did you walk me out? <laughs> there was, I, was so a, I wanted the opportunity. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't saying I needed you out the first chance I got, but if it came down to there was five people left on our tribe and I have Mark and Dan, I didn't uh, we might be able to pull it off. I didn't um, yeah. 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 So um, I wouldn't say there was a fraction um, with Mark, Dan and I much um, maybe 
a little bit. I don't want to go into too much details potentially. Um, But I would still say like, if you put three of us back in the game right now, I would be pretty confident that we would still get back to working together. All right. I don't have too much else uh, game wise. Do you, Riley? No, I, um, I do not. All right. So this is great though. Yeah. We'll go to our normal final couple questions. Uh, We'll start off. Oh, does Liam have something here he wants to Yeah, yeah. I do have one uh, proposition oh, yeah, that that's I'd right. like to bring up. To, uh, that's right. We always give yeah. the opportunity for someone to propose a twist from games, so feel free. Yeah. Um, so I just had an idea, and I've actually been talking uh, with a couple of my friends in Charlotte about this week. They love it. Um, and we were talking just about how, like, you have the power, Steve. Um, and obviously that's why I gun for you every year. Um <laughs> But a proposition was, and you could say no, but what if we threw in, like, every single player tossed in 5 or $10 more, and we just had you be the commissioner and not partake? So you're getting paid to be the commissioner. If it, we have 20 people, we toss you 5 we toss you $10, uh, 100 200 bucks, um, just to truly run the league without having the power, if that would intrigue you at all. So you're saying you just really want me out that bad that you're willing to pay me? We're, we're looking just, to buy no, you no. out of your contract. Yeah. No, actually, I, I mean, I love Liam, playing with you, Steve. I just don't love the advantage. No, you're 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 onto something there. It's honestly like the reason I play. I've said this is I really don't want to play, but also I'm not going to do all of this and then not play. You know, it's like what? Yeah. So I'm just going to waste all of my time here and then not play. <laughs> But then again, if there's a monetary incentive, it does maybe behoove me. Um, the other thing is, it's like, you know, I have a roommate who isn't playing, and I'd love to offer him some money to do it, but you know, he's he's not going to. And that's the that's where a lot of this falls. It's like I almost have to be the one who does it, which kind of stinks. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've gotten to the point again where I don't think I can win this game anyway, um, so I just kind of play it for the fun of it. Uh, but I I don't necessarily disagree. I think that could be uh, a good idea um, if people are open to it, and it could save me some time because I don't actually have to worry about playing and being stressed during my work day from like twelve to six, like I was last yesterday. So I do. <laughs> yeah, like I've had idea. people come up to me and say like, "I will just run the league. I will not play in it," and then and then not have even have to worry about that. That is, those are insider information. Uh, conversations i've had in this locker room as well just being like we i will just monitor and run the league i think to, to Liam's point another thing to think about the question is who that's the issue and do you trust yeah. them to actually do it agree yeah because I, it's my brother and i think oh. he actually would just <laughs> well, completely that, give up this and just like run this league <laughs> I don't. I don't hate that idea. Uh, I didn't. I well, if you were gonna tell me it was like Johnny Oz, no offense, Johnny Oz, if you're listening, but like I don't trust Johnny Oz to fully on just run this league. But I would. It trust was Nicole and Nicole. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nicole's like, <laughs> don't hate it though. I mean, again, I would do anything to not have to post it. So, um, Colby, that would be amazing. That's even. That's even better. And we could do that for Colby. We can even toss him some money to do it. That would be just as good because again don't trust jp but i would trust colby uh <laughs> take the reins um yeah so love that liam um and again we'll go to our last couple of questions before we let you go um the uh the usual 
you know, feel free to call out some threats, who you want out of this game, who you think has too much power, you know, all of that, and then who you're rooting for the rest of the way. Yeah, so um, obviously I don't want Wiener to win. I respect the hell out of how he's playing. Um, I think he's a huge threat, and I think it would be silly if uh, you guys let him win. I also uh, I think John T just plays this game, this game so well that you guys, you guys can't let him get close to the end because, I mean, he's just good. He's really freaking good. So the next shot you get, I think it's silly not to target him. Um, and then people I'm rooting for, um, I'm hoping to get back in this pretty soon. But uh, also, I think right at this point in the game, I would be rooting uh, for Steve and Hunter big time. Wow, wow. Look at how far we've come. <laughs> just, just in two weeks. Friends become, it's a mutual respect. Friends. Yeah, yeah. it's like the storyline of the season, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, I would be content with both of you guys. I think uh, I've had multiple conversations with both of you guys, and I like the logic behind your gameplay quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, those that's my rationale behind all that. All right, well, um, no illusions here. I've kind of alluded to it a little bit, but – you will have a chance to get right back into this game. Next week, somebody will be returning from Extinction Island. So I'll get into that a little bit later in the podcast. But um, there is a chance you'll be back in this game. So if we do see you, we'll see you then. If not, we've had a pleasure as always. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Always a blast. Hey, Liam. Thanks, Talk to you guys later. All right. Well, I I don't want to – be too illustrative but i think that was one of the most enlightening and interesting interviews that we've had on this podcast so far i think we get really were able to dig into a lot and talk a lot i think it was very healthy for all of us to sit down in a room and be able to speak yeah because you said nothing you didn't you said nothing i i was saying things i was speaking okay i i was i was illuminating my own personal opinion yeah, there but, you go. You know, to throw us off. Illuminating. All right, let let's move on. Illuminating. Yeah. Whatever, let's move on. Um. So yeah, that was all. Uh, earlier this week because we, uh, lost Liam yesterday. Um, we don't have really that many waivers to clear. Did like anyone interesting get moved around or picked up? I just I picked up quarterbacks because I don't have any. Now I'm starting Will Levis and Gardner Minshew this week, so we'll, nice. we'll hope that those waiver wire moves work out. But that was pretty much – there was nothing really uh, meaningful that's going to happen. Um, it's all going to be tonight when people go after Liam's team, which didn't have anybody good anyway. So there's not going to be much on the waivers anyway. It's going to be Eckler. Well, I wanted to – I did want to call that out is I, I think it is interesting that – because we're starting to get right to that point where um, – we're, we're starting to feel like a real fantasy football league with the number of teams that are, are actually in the league. And I, I feel like this is my running bit because I call it out every single time, but there are like quite a few players who, who like would technically be rostered in real leagues who are now like, just like on the waiver wire because like people don't want them. And like, yeah. regardless, they're, they're not like great players either, but like Christian Watson right now, you can just pick up for free if you wanted him. Uh, Jahan Dodson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Cole Komet, like those are all real players that somebody in some league is actually starting and yeah. they're just on this waiver right now. So yeah, it's always something I like to bring up. 
yeah, we could toss it a future Steve to kind of cover uh, the rest of the waivers. Um, hopefully, you know, Ben Wiener doesn't take everybody with all the fab he has. Uh, would have been nice if he wasn't in the game, so we didn't have to worry about that. But um, then again, not my issue, not my problem. So we'll send it to future Steve to cover what happened um, and the two good players that Liam had and see where they ended up. Hello, everybody. Future Steve here. Uh, back for the first time in a while to break down a waiver wire uh, recap. I'll be nice and quick today because there wasn't that much that went down because Liam's team was dog shit and didn't really have many players worth going after. Um, team Judd Sargent, John T., uh, drops 150 of his dollars and gets Austin Eckler and Travis Etienne, uh, the two good players that were available. Um, don't really have much to say about that, just bolstering his already dominant team. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, the, I, I was the only one, uh, oh, I should say, nope, uh, Kappa Lambda drops 23 of his 25 newly found dollars on Gabe Davis uh, to bolster his team. Um, and then I was the only other one to make a move. Uh, I picked up the stragglers of Nico Collins and James Cook for 16 bucks each, which might not sound like much, but compared to what I had on my roster, um, are nice upgrades and gives me at least a fighting chance uh, going into this week. And that's literally it. There's really nothing else that happened. Uh, not a lot of movement here. So, relatively tame week. Um, yeah. We'll uh, see you next time. All right. Thanks, as always, to Future Steve for really shedding some light on all the player movement that happens late in the evening when no one else is awake. We always <laughs> appreciate the work that you do. Oh, um, he loves it. All right. <clears throat> let's move on and let's end this discussion uh, and just really start talking about like what is going on in the next uh weekend challenges because um i think we're all we all need a, a little bit of sense of normalcy after the chaos that was last week luckily we have a relatively normal challenge coming up which is nice um obviously the thing of note is like i mentioned earlier the extinction challenge re-entry for re-entry is this week um so kind of like last year I did the same thing um i, de I designed like a little daily fantasy like you have 15 dollars you have to build a lineup of uh, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, and flex. Um, the team that builds the best lineup with the most fantasy points uh, will then re-enter the game. Uh, there's five people who lasted all of Extinction Island without quitting or without losing, obviously. Uh, we have uh, the Ponderosa Patriots and Team Shane. Uh, we have Team Jordan. We have, obviously, Team uh, the Russell Hans Idolfinders and Team Liam, uh, who just got eliminated, who will also... Uh, be participating in the challenge. Uh, we have Team Math. Team Mathon is still alive as well. And then we have uh, Keith Bale and Corey Griff, who I think uh, him and uh, Shane survived the longest. So kudos to them for making it all the way here. Uh, but now only one can re-enter. This is where all of their games but one come to an end. Um, I'll post what the lineups or what the challenge is on Instagram if anyone wants to play along. Uh, I tried to make it harder this year than last year. I made some really bad players thrown in there. So it's really not going to be easy to build a lineup. So we'll see what those guys come up with uh, for that re-entry challenge. And then for us, still in the game, uh, only one elimination this week. Um, just the lowest scorer of the 10 people remaining is eliminated. Um, and then uh, in addition to that, the highest overall scoring team 
uh, will win an advantage. Um, nothing to do with votes, I will say that. Um, no voting, no idols, no nothing. It's just an advantage in this game. Um, and then uh, the challenge itself is the five highest scoring teams uh, will each receive $25 fab, and the lowest scoring five teams will receive nothing. Uh, but those two sections will form a, a temporary tribe for next week's challenge. So the five lowest scorers and the five highest scorers heading into next week will be on a tribe uh, for next week's challenge. I love it. That's very uh, classic Survivor. I feel like that there are times when when they merge and then they split again into like mini tribes. So I'm yeah. excited for that. Um, it's always hard to do predictions before the full waivers have cleared. Um, but knowing this is going to immediately date this podcast in the span of hours, um, who are some teams that you think should be sweating a little bit going into this week? Yeah, um, I've already touched on it. I think my team is not in great shape. I'm not really relying on very good uh, quarterbacks. I picked up Will Levis and Minshew to be starting for me, and I just really don't have much talent. I'm kind of just relying on Alvin Kamara to get me like 30 points and like 10 catches every week. Um, but hopefully the waiver wire can improve me a little bit. Uh, it's definitely better than it was last night. Uh, the one team, though, is – I mean, he has to make a move is Kevin Lees and Kappa Lambda. Uh, that team, you know, I don't – he just lost Darren Waller, too, it looks like. He just doesn't look to be in very good shape at all. He needs to make a splash on the waiver wire. And the issue is he doesn't – Well, I don't think he can because I think exactly. he only has, like, 30 bucks. <laughs> exactly. So – uh, that's definitely not a good move. Again, this would be a nice time to have Liam's shitty team in the game, like I said, because we could have just sacrificed him to the gods and just gotten his team out this week. Uh, but unfortunately, not the case. Uh, but yeah, that team's in trouble. I don't know if you noticed anybody else. Um, the other team that I think should be worrying is Jake DeGruccio's team. Granted, he has $100 in fab, but he has McCaffrey, Kittle, and Judy all on bye. Um, so that may that may cause a huge issue. What he has going for him is that Gus Edwards is now like Walter Payton 2.0 all of a sudden. So he may be able to get hot again and, and save him for the week. But he's another name I think is going to have to have made a move before people are listening to this tomorrow morning. Yeah, and he sacrificed a lot of his fab by sitting out last week. So uh, we'll see if that hurts him when he's going for the waivers or not. Yeah. All right. We'll, uh, we got quite an event going on. Yeah, hopefully a nice, like you said, chill week after all the mayhem of last week to kind of regroup and get our bearings as we say goodbye to one more person and then welcome somebody back into the game. So uh, you definitely want to follow along with us on Ad Who Fiends Pod and Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Keep up to date and see who's getting back in the game because uh, it's going to be a very, very uh, – I would say it's going to be an impactful uh person um it's gonna matter who gets back in this game so it's gonna be interesting to see uh you can subscribe to us on apple and spotify as well to keep up to date with all the pods and until next week's fantasy football survivor podcast we'll catch you guys next time I'm back with another episode.